looks like the National Police Commissioner and the Provincial Commissioner in the Eastern Cape may have to talk their way out of jail tomorrow. Let us find out why. By speaking to Johan Ferreira, the Executive Chairman of InterCape. Welcome, Johan. Good morning. Good morning. What is happening tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the uh, the national minister and the provincial minister uh, has to come in and appear. Um, and I don't think they will be appearing in person. I think they will have their legal representation there. But um, the police commissioner has to come and explain uh, why they were defined uh, in terms of Judge John Smith's judgment. Uh, he was very, very clear that protection has to be given to the traveling public of South Africa and the bus drivers, specifically in the Eastern Cape, uh, visual policing and also escorting of, of buses. Now, obviously, um, that hasn't happened. And we've called time and time and time and again on the police um, asking for the assistance and they just don't, uh, you know, they just don't come. So the situation flared up over the last um, few weeks and it's very interesting, you know, when the taxi um, marshals and operators show up in City 14 being strong at the bus stops, then there's no police. The moment they're gone, then suddenly the police appear. So we have seen very, very interesting and alarming trends of the interaction between police and, 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 and you know, the taxi uh, operators, uh, specifically in Iduchua. This was localized in Iduchua. So, so... Unfortunately, we've not received the necessary protection as the court ordered, and we had to call in private security to safeguard the passengers and letting passengers board in and, and disembark from the coaches um, at, at, at huge expense, huge expense. How many cases have been reported since the court order? That was in, um, was it October last year? Yeah, a further 40, 40 cases has been reported um, since since. Um, the judgment and that's also alarming you know that's alarming that that no one gets arrested you know the police can see the, the marshals and the taxi operators they they stand right in front of them they see the disruption um they see what they do and yet nobody but no one is arrested luckily over the weekend we've seen a taxi boss was arrested now this individual was directly linked to this whole debacle um since it started escalating two years ago. He was the kingpin um, in, you know, threatening the bus operators and um, telling them what they should or shouldn't do and how they should comply to the demands of the taxi operators. So he was he was a so spokesperson. How many cases have there been over the past three years? 175 at this point in time and counting. And apart from the arrest that you have just mentioned, how many other arrests have there been? No, none. There was one arrest made about a year ago and no evidence and the guy was let loose and he's free man. And I, I personally thought and told the police at the time they have the wrong person. At least over the weekend, the right person was, was, was um, arrested. They arrested the kingpin. It's not only been violence and intimidation, but death too. People have been killed. Yeah, unfortunately... People have been killed. A driver of us has been killed in Cape Town. He was gunned down in broad daylight. He was just exiting the depot in Cape Town. And it's basically 50 meters from my office where I was sitting. And the second driver was seriously injured. He was um, shot in the stomach. Uh, passengers were seriously injured, shot in the stomach, in the legs. Um, 
So it's been a very traumatic situation. And, but I must say that from all the provinces, the Western Cape was the only province that has stepped forward and taken a lead and, and say, we're going to investigate. And I think, you know, this individual was, it was uh, arrested in Pretoria over the weekend at Silver Lakes. Um, you know, they've made a huge stride forward in, in, in you know, arresting him at, at, at least. Now, the taxi association people involved here, these are not official taxi associations, or are they rogue taxi associations? No, 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 no. No, look, the thing is, you know, unfortunately, um, people put their own words into statements. These are legitimate taxi operators and, and, and they are legit, legitimate organizations, associations, um, and they are not rogue. You know, rogue, it, it, it sounds better because it's a bit softer, you know, it, it, it seems that there's this rogue. It's not rogue. It's it's well-known, registered taxi associations. Um, yeah, in the Eastern Cape and the Western Cape at, at the very least. And what are their demands from you? Well, it's not only from me. It was um, at, at, at the beginning stage, it was from all the intercity bus operators uh, that operates on a national basis. And it was basically they wanted to dictate the departure times out of the Eastern Cape. All coaches need to leave before 12 because the taxis want to make use of the opportunity to note all the people that want to travel after work, which is the, the big demand time, not, not in the morning. They wanted to dictate or they dictated the pricing. They wanted to double the prices of the coaches um, that, that we were charging at the time. Uh, they dictate office hours, how many hours in a day the office might be open and sell tickets. They want to dictate how many buses can be on a specific route. Um, and also, you know, the agents, shop right checkers, shoppers, they, they intimidate them and so they can't sell intercape tickets. Uh, and it's just to drive out the existing operators so that the taxi operators can put the passengers in taxis or put them in buses and what we've seen is specifically this individual that was arrested, Bulky um, Makalala. He bought himself uh, four or five buses. He put it on the route. Chopra checkers sold his uh, tickets for him. And he was illegal on the road. So after he's successfully driven out the bus operators, the legitimate bus operators, he then started a illegal bus operation and um, like I said you know shop checkers were too happy to sell his tickets we pointed out to them at the time and he's subsequently the individual that was um, arrested for murder and attempted murder so it's very easy for operators to you know enter the market you know they just they just enter the market and people will do anything for money they'll sell their tickets you know they, they wouldn't check and vet these operators in a proper way they turn a blind eye. As long as they can get the money, they're happy. What has driven you to this point to take such extreme action? Well, I can see that the murder, uh, the, the, the number of people getting murdered in South Africa across the board is on the rise and has been on the rise for the last 30 years. These, 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 we can't curb the violence in South Africa. And the violence is spreading. It's spreading and then it came to the door of Intercape. And apart from just talking about it, and moaning about it and threatening about it, we decided to embark upon a strategy 
to prove not only to ourselves, but to South Africa, whether South Africa is a failed state, whether the Eastern Cape is a failed state, and we using the proper process, the court process, to, to highlight whether our judiciary system can hold uh, its own against the onslaught of this lawlessness in the country. Now, you must remember that we are so desensitized to murder and attempted murder and robberies in South Africa that it's just another day and another person died and is full parts of the simplistic. And it's just completely wrong. It is the complete wrong mindset um, that we've adopted in South Africa. And to think that the state president that's been forewarned two years ago and Fakine Mbalula, Minister of Transport, and Becky Chede, I forewarned them. I said, you're going to have the blood on your hands if you don't act. They chose, willfully, knowingly, chose not to protect their constituents, in specifically the Eastern Cape and the Western Cape and other provinces. They have used the man in the street that relies on public transport to be cannon fodder for the taxi operators. Now, why would a president and a minister of police and a minister of transport fight against the protection of the common man in the street? You know, we seen the other day that the current minister of transport uh, was um, found herself three o'clock in the morning in a situation where her car went over something which was put on the road, either road, and then she and her two bodyguards were apprehended and, you know, she sat in the middle of the road pleading for her wedding ring and her life. And that was a big, that was a big story. Now, it's the very minister that is fighting Intercape, that is fighting against the protection of the normal citizens. Why is her life more important than, you know, the man in the street in the Eastern Cape? And that is just so very wrong. The minister expects sympathy and but yet she has no empathy, no sympathy for the people that's a sitting target, like a sitting duck. There's 60, 70, 80 passengers traveling at night in hundreds of buses throughout this country and specifically in the Eastern Cape. And they are the target of you know, people that want to take out bus operators and cleanse an area or a province or a, you know, a city from you know, competition. And it's just completely wrong. And, you know, we need to see these things for what they are. And we need to hold these people that's in office accountable. We are all accountable. If we do something wrong, we get arrested, we get put in jail. Why are they above the law? They're not above the law. Same rule applies. So we will check and see on Friday if the same rule applies. And if it doesn't, then actually we've reached a mild milestone in proving that there is a problem, even in our judiciary system. Because if people's lives doesn't matter, what would matter? Thank you. That was Johan Ferreira, the Executive Chairman of Intercape, speaking to Biz News. Thank you, sir.